Hey, this is Genevieve, host of Overshare, broadcasting live each week on Monday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time from FBRN Studios at Globe Life Park in Arlington, Texas. Log on to hear emotional storytelling, personal accounts of dealing with real life issues, and everything in between. So be sure to log on each week on Monday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time to catch Overshare. Hi, my lovely listeners. Welcome back to Overshare. I am Genevieve, your host today, and it is Monday, the beginning of the week. We are here to get your mindset right. Today, we're going to be talking about the power of failure. And honestly, I am looking directly at all of y'all right now because, as you can see, I do not have a guest on with me today. If you were checking out my social media earlier in the week, you noticed that I did have a guest scheduled to be here this morning. Uh, And of course, unforeseen circumstances arose and here I am. But, you know, I think it's pretty applicable to the topic of the show today, which again is the power of failure and how to yield that and make it work for you. Because honestly, that's something we're all going to be dealing with or have dealt with or will deal with at some point. But I just wanted to do a little recap of the show if this is the first time you are tuning in, which I'm so grateful for if you are. So Overshare is a show about emotional storytelling. Again, I usually have a guest on that basically tells their story, where they've been, what they've done, what they've accomplished, what they've overcome, and we relate it back to a topic. Uh, Our first show was self-love. Our second show, we had Mallory on with uh, talking about self-love, I mean, excuse me, self-talk and affirmations, which was great. If you haven't checked those episodes out, please, please do. They have some really great information. And we're just building on that. We're still building on it. So today is just about me and y'all. <laughs> uh, so again, I'm going to jump in and just talk about the power of failure and how it's applicable to me today. Because again, I was freaking out uh, last night and this morning a little bit, just a teeny tiny bit, uh, about the fact that I had to kind of command this whole operation by myself (laughs) uh, and basically have to be on my soapbox for an hour. So I so, so appreciate anybody who's tuning in right now. It's just going to be me today and my soapbox, which I honestly, I was a little freaked out about it. And then it kind of transitioned into this kind of excitement because I'm like, oh, I get to talk for a whole hour and whoever is tuning in, they have to listen to what I say. Y'all don't have to, but Again, like I said, I'm going to give you some good information. You're going to find some stuff out about me that I wasn't quite ready to reveal yet. But hey, you know, you got to be vulnerable. You got to put stuff out there. And hopefully you guys connect with that. I want to engage with my listeners today. If you are tuning in, make sure and leave some feedback on the live feed right now. Uh, And remember, keep in mind that this will later be available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if my, my podcast people like to tune in that way. So let's talk about the power of failure. And again, I, if, you've, if you've listened in before, you've noticed that I kind of split up the topics, uh, kind of like a, a subtopic and then kind of jumping into like the, the, main, the main meat of what we're talking about today, which is the power of failure. The first thing I wanted to address was the word grit or the construct grit, okay? And if you've listened to the other episodes, you know that I always give you kind of a jumping point for where I got the information and how I kind of got my 
my my creative juices running and you know creating this episode and kind of giving you the information that you need based off of or usually is based off of somebody else's story. Today it's going to be based off of my story, which hopefully will keep you engaged and tuned in. So the first podcast that I want to reference that I was listening on repeat this week was um, Brene Brown. Of course, I've always I've already talked about her. I'm she's like my my guru, my my digital life coach, so to speak. She has no idea, she has no clue who I am, not yet at least. But again, she keeps me motivated. Uh, it was on the Dare to Lead podcast, uh, and it was an interview that she had with Dr. Angela Duckworth. Dr. Duckworth is pretty well known. She's another kind of social researcher. Uh, She's written a book called Grit, which is what we're going to be jumping into right now, and The Power of Passion and Perseverance. So I thought that the social construct of what grit is, is something that you really have to understand in order to kind of confront the possibility or the idea of failing at something, right? And we all have had this come about in our lives in some shape or form, whether it be when you started a business, maybe you played sports, maybe you, uh, you know, started a hobby, maybe you started making jewelry, maybe whatever it may be, something that you thought you wanted to do, you gave it a shot and it just didn't work out. So what is grit, right? So the complexity of that social construct is what, right? I like to break it down into two things. It comes down to passion and perseverance. So again, we're talking about the complexities of that, right? Anything, anything that comes to human connection is always going to be complicated, y'all. It just is. So I'm going to do my best to echo Bernays, um genius and like I said, you should definitely check out the podcast. And as always, I will be linking all the resources in the live stream, in the comments after the, uh, after the podcast is over today. So let's talk about that. She basically talks, and this is Dr. Duckworth, about the fact that finding what you're passionate about is not linear. And the way I kind of like to, to coin it or what kind of the light bulb that went off in my head was the fact that there's kind of this myth of the straight shot or the straight trajectory in life, so to speak, right? So, you know, we kind of go through life where we start school or we go to college and then we get married or, you know, we have like this, there's this kind of paved plan that society creates for us. And I think that we kind of have to break out of that, right? Because it's not necessarily true. And a majority of the time is people, entrepreneurs, uh, athletes who are very successful, you they they don't have a you know a straight line that goes from you know point A to point B. It's usually kind of a circle where you know they've tried something and they failed, and they've tried something and they've failed. I like to kind of think about it as a sample samples, like when you go to Sam's or Costco, right? So you're all you're walking through and you want to try all this stuff. It's the same concept when you're trying to identify what you're passionate about in life. And that's kind of the first step, right? Because you have to find something that motivates you. And I know if you guys were tuning in last week, uh, my guest was talking about the difference between motivation and discipline, right? And the fact that motivation is kind of garbage, right? But again, it's all about perspective. Everything you have to put into context. Today, we're talking about it in the context of grit. 
for me, I think it's important to look at motivation as something that you are passionate about. So passion and motivation go together. You can't have one without the one without the other, so to speak. It kind of your motivation is kind of that eternal light that burns within you. I know that sounds very hippy dippy, but I had to throw that in there because, uh, like I said, this interview with Dr. Duckworth is just it's got so much great information. I would definitely check it out. But that's kind of that first like pillar that you you establish. You know, this is what motivates me. This is what I'm passionate about. And then it's kind of shifting into that idea of what it takes to accomplish that, right? So you have to have this, this construct of perseverance. What does that mean? That means it's what? It's consistency versus intensity, right? Because you have a great idea. You're excited about it. You're passionate about it. You're like, oh, my God, this is something I want to do. But what does it really take? And that's where your perseverance comes into play. And I will take this podcast, for example, when all of this started with Overshare, again, this, this whole endeavor kind of fell in my lap, so to speak. The universe presented it to me and I just ran with it. And I'm the type of person, one, again, I've mentioned this before, that I'm very impatient. But also the fact that I want, I want the whole package, you know, you know with all the, the gold dots and, you know, the sparkle and everything out, out the gate. And unfortunately, you just can't do that. <laughs> As you can see, even from episode one to, to now, things happen. I don't have my guest on today. Y'all are my guests. You guys are my guests every episode. But it's, it's just me today. I have to figure out how to persevere through that and keep you guys here, keep you guys listening, right? So that's the first thing, extinguishing the myth of that straight shot. Get that out of your head. It doesn't exist. It's just not realistic. And I think society really implants that in us. You know, you have to, you know, get straight A's in school and you have to go to college and you have to do all these things. That's not necessarily true. I think in this, in this interview with Brene Brown and, and Dr. Duckworth, you know, Brene uh, was talking about the fact that she was not willing to pay for her daughter to go to college if her daughter told her what she already knew she wanted to do. As in, say... You know, her daughter went to her and said, oh, I'm, I want to be a doctor. Or I'm going to study neuroscience or I'm going to, you know, go to theater school and become an actor. She literally said that in the interview and said, I'm not paying for that because you have no clue what you want to do. You know, you just graduated high school two weeks ago. You need to go out into the world and figure it out. And again, I think that that's very difficult for people. And there's no way that you're going to figure out what you're passionate about unless you go out there and just try you got to try, you got to make that first move, that first attempt, and you may fail at it, right? But that failure is going to give you something to know about yourself, right? You, you start getting, gaining this knowledge about who you are and what, you, what you're passionate about. And we're going to jump into that a little bit deeper <laughs> when we go into the power of failure, right? So I talked about a little bit about the, the consistency versus intensity, right? So I like to think about it in the sense of a long game, right? Anything that you want to accomplish, any goal, anything that you're passionate about, it's going to be a long game. You're going to have to be consistent with it. You're going to have to do it over and over and over again. You're going to have to have that mental mindset, right? And that's why I feel like this podcast is so important because you're starting the week off, right? You're getting that information, I'm giving myself that information today. I mean, geez, this morning when I was, uh, you know, getting ready, I had to literally pump myself up in the mirror and say, you got this. 
it's it's all good. You can sustain this on your own because I feel that this whole thing gives me a motivation to continue. It gives me that perseverance to push through. A little bit about myself, even though I'm very, I really don't talk about this a lot to a lot of people and it's I'm a little, I'm being very vulnerable right now. Uh, I used to figure skate pretty intensely uh, when I was young, probably through my adolescence. I started figure skating when I was five years old. I remember going to a birthday party and it, that's, it was at an ice skating rink and my mom took me and I just fell in love with it. I mean, the moment that my skates hit the ice, it was just, I, I don't know, there was just something that I, and this is when I was little, like five, like I mentioned, and I just started doing it. My mom put me in lessons and it just really grew. Uh, I started taking lessons uh, at five years old, like I said, and then probably a year after that, probably around six or seven, I started uh, doing it competitively. Uh, so I have to say that doing something like that or any sport really, but ice skating especially, there's so many different elements to it. So many things that you had to be consistent with, not just that pretty package that you guys see, you know, every four years at the Olympics where, you know, these amazing athletes get on the ice and it's super exciting. But I really was a part of the behind the scenes, the grit that it took to, you know, step foot or be considered competitively at that level. Uh, so it was something that really molded me. And I remember to bring it back to the topic at hand. I remember, I think the first few competitions that I, that I, you know, skated in, I, I placed pretty high. I placed, I think I, I got first place in like two events when I was at my competition. And then I think, I think it was a couple of days later, I skated in another event. I think it was my short program, something like that. And I think I got second or third. And I remember when I saw the results on the board or whatever it was, I remember talking to my mom and I was so upset. I was just, I think I was almost on the verge of tears. And it was almost kind of surreal because it was, I think it was maybe one of the first times I felt that I had failed, even though I still placed for, you know, a pretty, pretty prominent competition, especially I think I was maybe around eight or nine, maybe 10. But there was an overwhelming sense of failure. And that's kind of hard to think about when you're maybe nine or 10, right? So I, I just, I, that's, that was such a poignant moment for me, I think, as an adolescent or as a little kid, because I don't, I mean, I don't think I had the tools or the skills emotionally to deal with that. It was kind of, it, it kind of fueled my, my hate fire, right? <laughs> kind of fueled that like hate inside me to the point where like I think I was more hard on myself in the sense of okay what can I do to get back out there and do better and again we've talked about self-love and affirmations I had no clue what any of that was when I was eight or nine but again there was something in me at that age that wanted to keep pushing even though quote unquote I got second or third or and you know again there were competitions where I fell I you know, didn't skate well, I just wasn't mentally there. And I had to really deal with that as an athlete, you know, to the point and just to give you guys a little bit of context with skating, I didn't, um, I didn't even go to school for a while. My mom homeschooled me for about two to three years, 
when I was really, really, you know, skating competitively. I even uh, went to Lake Arrowhead to train with Michelle Kwan, which I don't know if any of y'all know who that is, but this was like 90s figure skating. This is like Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan era, right? So, you know, she was kind of in the mix with that, and I... I had the potential to do that. Again, it didn't work out, but what I wanted to kind of transition transition into based off of that story is the fact that the things that I learned when I skated, even though I didn't continue, obviously, was the skill set to persevere and to find eventually the, the power and failure. And at the time when I was going through all that, I had no idea. I just thought I had to just keep pushing. I, you know, I wasn't, I didn't have the mental, you know, uh, awareness to sit there and be like, oh, well, I, you know, I'm not a failure or, you know, how do I talk myself out of this? There was none of that. It was just keep going, keep going. But now when I think back on that, I know that that, you know, willingness to continue came from somewhere. And that's what I'm saying. When you find that passion, it sustains you. And I think that that's so important. Uh, and I think all of us have a story like that. We all do. So I want to go ahead. I'm going to take a break because it's already 1123. I can't believe that. You see, I, I'm so grateful that I have a big mouth because it's, it's serving me so well right now. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And then we're going to jump right into the power of failure. So hopefully I did a good job of giving you some information about grit. Write it down. Look up the podcast. And also, uh, Dr. Angela Duckworth, she has a, a book entitled Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance, which I definitely recommend you checking out. She explains it way better than I do. Just trying to make it contextual to me because I'm my own guest today. Uh, and we'll um, build upon that when we come back. All right, let's take a quick break.
dive into the power of failure y'all and I just kind of wanted I was just kind of having a little bit of an epiphany when I was sitting here during the break and just thinking about that story that I told about when I used to figure skate and overall just to kind of transition into the power of failure I remember when you know I think it was around 12 or 13 it kind of came, there was a, it was a decision I had to make in order to either continue really, really competitively. Like I said, I was kind of at a point where I was going to compete at a national level. And at that point, I just, I didn't, everything was skating. Everything was about me being there, skating, the ballet, all of the the, the intricacies that go into actually being a figure skater, which I think a lot of people don't have any idea. The eating, you can't go out anywhere. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't even go to school like I had mentioned earlier. So I, I came to that turning point, I think, when I was around 12 or 13. And I just, again, I, there's something in me that just didn't want to continue. And I'm so grateful that I had, uh, you know, my mom and my parents who were so supportive during the process uh, and please don't get me wrong. My mom and my dad were, you know, if you you want to do this, you're going to do it the whole way. You're going to do it the right way. So, uh, and I was definitely, you know, 150% involved when, you know, I, I wanted to compete and, and kind of go on that tra trajectory. But, you know, when I didn't have that motivation anymore, that kind of light that was burning within me, I was honest about it. And my parents were so supportive. I think that's so important. I think I see a lot of kids, you know, kind of going through the motions, especially with the things that they do, maybe sports or school or, you know, maybe they're, you know, pursuing a certain degree in college where they feel like some pressure to kind of pursue that. And again, remember, it goes back to the whole sampling of life, right? You can't really figure out what you're going to be passionate about, what's going to sustain you, what you're going to have grit, grit for, or, you know, the capability to have grit about something if you don't know what you're going to be passionate about. It's just, it's kind of surreal when I'm talking about it right now because it's like a whole nother, I feel like it's a whole nother lifetime from now, like from, from this day, from when I think back then, it's, it just feels like I've lived like several lives, I guess, so to speak. So I think that that's, that's important. I don't know, just, I'm having little epiphanies while I'm just kind of blurting all this information out, but let's talk about the power of failure. So again, I'm going to go back to a podcast that I, I think I listened to this podcast maybe six or seven times. I'm just being honest. It's called, it's Simon Sinek. And I think uh, in episode two, we, we, me and Mallory touched on Simon Sinek. And this particular podcast is called The Value of Failing with a very cool guy named Sunil Gupta. 
Well, let me tell you about Sunil Gupta. So Sunil Gupta is the founding CEO of a company called Rise. You may uh, have heard of this company. The com- his company that he started, Rise, uh, partnered with the first lady or the previous first lady, Michelle Obama, to deliver low-cost healthcare services to people in need. Uh, they also created an app based off of kind of the business model, which won app of the year, but it was awarded by Apple. What else? This guy is just, I, I kind of did a deep dive in his, you know, you know, Google searched him and kind of get, got some more information. He's run for U.S. Congress. He now serves on the faculty at Harvard University as an emissary for um, gross national happiness. This is something that he references in the podcast. I'm not going to go into that because I could talk probably 45 minutes about that. Definitely check out the podcast. Uh, he also is a huge, a huge motivational or speak. He's a motivational speaker, but I feel like he's kind of a person that very high level corporations like Deloitte, NASDAQ, uh, they, they seek him out in order to give speeches or go into their companies in order to identify how to inspire people, which I think is amazing. And even, even his company rise, Thus, the whole why of why he started that and how he talks about it on this podcast that I'm referencing. So amazing. And again, it's just just the overall concept of, you know, delivering low, you know, um, you know, meals and, and health services to people in need. I mean, he's, again, super, super successful. But what I wanted to point out and why I bring him up, well, obviously, again, he was he was Simon Sinek's guest on this podcast. He was invited to a little thing called FailCon. And if you're an entrepreneur, I hope you know what FailCon is. FailCon is a conference for startup founders to basically learn how to deal with failure, right? So we know like Tony Robbins and a lot of very like high level motivational speakers, uh, but they really, there wasn't a lot of conferences or business events that focused on failure and this whole kind of concept for this conference which now is you know it's it they do it in dozens of cities they do it on six continents around the globe they basically recruit people to talk about how they failed and Sunil Gupta was on you know was a speaker the the head speaker at FailCon two times, I think two two years in a row he was, he was invited to. But, you know, and I definitely recommend, again, listening to the podcast because he talks about how, you know, how the invitation to FailCon came into play because of this guy has been involved in so many startup businesses. And I'm not a really big, uh, you know, uh, fine, like uh, entrepreneur, like keeping up with like CEOs, Elon Musk, uh, you know, those kind of individuals. Obviously, we all know them by name, but, you know, their trajectory and their course, you know, the course of what they've done, you know, through their through their endeavors throughout life. We don't know. We just know that it's Elon Musk. We just know that, you know, it's Jeff Bezos. Right. We don't we just see them as, you know, these top head figures of these super successful companies. Right. These unicorns, these business unicorns, so to speak. But again, it's like you hear how this particular individual, Sunil Gupta, failed. And he talks about, especially in the podcast, I'm not going to go into it because I don't think I'm going to have time, which is crazy. 
but uh, he talks about the fact of how he was brought up, what his mother went through, which is an amazing story, such a great story. Uh, obviously, they're a family of immigrants and, you know, just kind of his whole background and how he continued to fail at so many startups, how he continued to walk away. But the one thing that he really, really focused on is that probably 90% of the business endeavors that he he started or that he was involved with that failed was because he just didn't have that motivation. He, he hadn't clearly defined his why, right? And it's still, and this goes back to grit because you have to be able to find your motivation before you can kind of jump in and start doing something and reaping benefits from it, right? So I feel like that was such an integral part of what he was trying to convey during the podcast. And if you checked out my social media early in the week, I posted a quote, and this is kind of like kismet because I saw this earlier on the internet before I started the podcast today. But he, you know, Simon Sinek asks him, what's your favorite, you know, what's your favorite quote, like your inspirational quote, whatever. And he says, the meaning of life is to find your gift and the purpose of it is to give it away. And that was from, that's by Pablo Picasso which is crazy because today, this morning, while I was getting prepped for the show, it's Pablo Picasso's birthday today. His 140th birthday today. And he's on exhibit at the DMA, by the way, if anybody wants to go check him out. But I thought that was so weird. I looked that up today and I was like, wow, that's, that is so the universe talking to me, definitely. But what I wanted to focus on with that quote, that quote just totally grabbed me, like totally just grabbed my subconscious, like my, the way I looked, the way I kind of viewed the whole podcast that kind of summed it up because he didn't really care about a lot of the stuff that he was doing at the beginning for, you know, like I said, check Sunil Gupta out, you know, Google him and look, take a look at all the startups he tried or was involved with. He just, you know, he was very transparent of the, about the fact that, he just didn't have that, that drive, that motivation. He wasn't, he hadn't really figured out his why. And again, remember, I think that that's what's so important about failure, because look at this guy. He is so, he's got so many accolades. He's got so many, you know, a, you know, he's got so much recognition and he was a failure. And I feel like I think society kind of tries to push that away from us, right? Because we only see like the nice packaged product at the end, especially through social media and the news and celebrities. And even like I said, when I mentioned earlier, even business owners, when we kind of see them in the news, we don't know. We don't know what they've gone through, Richard Branson or Elon Musk, any of those people. But again, they all have a story. And I guarantee you, if you Google them and you look about, you know, you kind of, you know, take a deeper dive into what they went through, they did not have that that straight line trajectory, right? It was more of a circle. They kind of kept looping back, you know, what what is my why? Like, what is the reason, you know, what is the reason I'm starting this business or doing this sport or whatever the endeavor is, right? So... I think that that's so important. That's number one. The other thing is, what do you do when you're confronted with that, right? So let's say you found your why, you found your motivation, you found something that you absolutely love, and you come across this obstacle, right? Or you come across, let's just use my my story for today, right? I had everything planned out for this show. I, I had my guest who was scheduled to come on 
and I was freaking out. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was, uh, but I, you know, I kind of had to tell myself, all right, this is my show. I still have avid listeners that are going to be tuning in to get their mindset right for today, for Monday to start off their week. I have to come through. I have to be consistent. But I think what really resonated with me too that I heard through one of the podcasts that, that I've already referenced is the five five the the five 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 rule or five 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 rule whatever. So this is kind of a trick that you may want to use, and I've been using it lately, especially since taking on this endeavor of this podcast, right? Because I had no idea what it was going to take to kind of pull all of this together every week and be consistent. And you know, and again, it's really something that's sustaining me and and giving me something to be passionate about. So here, here's the here's the trick that I'll, this is kind of your takeaway for your Monday, your Monday mindset, right? So will this matter in five minutes, five hours, five weeks, or five years, right? So when you do something or when you're attempting to do something, you hit an obstacle or you think you failed, let's say you failed, uh, that's kind of been my inner dialogue when I'm telling myself, you know, again, will this matter in five minutes? five hours, five weeks, or five years, right? So I thought that was really poignant. I thought it was something that everybody can definitely use. I used it today several times this morning when I was getting ready to come to the studio today. Um, the other thing too, I think going back to the kind of theme of why, right, is I think that a lot of entrepreneurs and any anything that you kind of want to kind of take a shot at or you know maybe maybe try it I think we focus on the impact right we only see that impact but impact doesn't come free right impact is always going to require that work and grind and that grit that we already talked about right so I think another thing that kind of stood out from the podcast that I listened to was don't don't really focus so much on the impact itself. Like don't ask what it's going to ultimately, you know, impact. Like ask yourself what makes you come alive. Because if you have that within yourself, I'm, I promise you that impact is going to come. And, you know, all these things, the grit and the perseverance and everything is going to kind of come together and you're going to be able to overcome like these small obstacles like today with my guest. You know, I just, the show must go on, right? So I'm here. I still want to provide the information and be here and be consistent with my show and just make sure that, you know, first of all, to get my mindset right, this is definitely a platform for me to just keep inundating myself with information that's going to make myself think about me. <laughs> and hopefully it's going to do the same for everybody that's listening. So basically the b success is just a byproduct. If this, for instance, if this podcast ends up, you know, exploding, which I, in my mind, I tell myself that every day, this is going to be something great. This is going to be something wonderful. I'm going to have Brene Brown on my show. It's going to happen, y'all definitely going to happen. That's just a byproduct because it isn't about that. It isn't about, you know, my name on Overshare. It's not about that. It's about the fact that somebody listening right now 
is going to take that, take the information I gave them and apply it to their life. It's going to help somebody. It's going to give them some mental tools to be able to develop something that is going to wake them up and make them realize what they're capable of. So again, I, that kind of catchphrase about, you know, success is a byproduct. It, it is, you know, you can't make that the main motivator. You can't make money the main motivator. You can't make, you know, your name up on the billboard the main motivator because it's just not going to, it's just not going to pan out. Those are not, that's not the right, you're not grounding yourself in the right frame of mind. And that's not, that's not motivation. That, that's not going to keep burning within you. When you, when you're going to come across an obstacle or a failure along the way, it, you're going to get discouraged and you're going to walk away from it. So again, the other thing too I wanted to talk about since we're at 11.45 is you can have the attitude and have the mindset and have determined something that you like. But I think especially nowadays and from again from these podcasts what I've taken away is that we are kind of living in a generation of unrealistic expectations of what it takes to succeed in itself, Right. So especially with media and uh, news and just kind of this overall societal picture of what it means to be successful, I think a lot of people think that they're going to graduate college and start making $200,000 a year or, you know, they're going to play a sport for a few years and they're going to be a professional athlete. Again, you know, that's where the power of failure comes in. And like I said, I mentioned earlier, I walked away from skating when I was probably 13 or 14. And I, I guess there is a part of me that maybe considered that a failure. And, you know, there, there, I was watching figure skating last night, actually, or just on Sunday, or forgot what day it was. It was Skate America. And there's, there's kind of an emotional trigger there when I watch it, you know, because there's kind of a, a, a mental, uh, you know, pop up that comes up in my mind that says, what if, like, what if I would have kept going? You know, what if I would have kept skating competitively? And what if I would have went to nationals? And what if I would have went all the way? But it just wasn't meant to be, you know, you kind of have to give yourself some grace and realize that, you know, life is not that straight line, right? You're not always going to go up and up and up and up and up, right? It's always going to be a circle, you're always going to come back around. And who knows, you know, i the only thing I can say about skating, it was an invaluable experience. I had uh, such an amazing support system and I don't think I've ever worked so hard in my life at something, but I have been able to apply that skill set continuously throughout my life, right? The perseverance, the consistency, the hard work, the dedication. And I'm telling you, just because maybe at some point you, you know, you, you come, you know, at a crossroads and maybe you don't continue, maybe that's something you're going to walk away from that, that failure is going to shape you. And I can tell you, I've had many failures, the, the, you know, and like I said, I gave you some examples within the context of my figure skating, but personally, career wise, uh, you know, friendship wise, I have had many failures and all of us can relate to that, right? We can all relate to that. You guys have to have that contextual perspective about what that means because I, I promise you, I promise you, in every failure, there is a lesson. Every failure, there you're going to learn something and it's, it's how you put that spin on it and if you continue to kind of do that and work on that, and that's not easy. That is not easy. It is so easy to just lay down and not get back up and, and I've been there. I'm being vulnerable. 
I have been there before. You, you gotta, you have to, again, you one have to find that grit. And two, you have to kind of put that perspective on that, that failure, because it's going to push you, it's going to push you in another direction. And you never know, you could circle back around. But the work is important. And again, I don't want the fluffiness to get, you know, you know, mixed up in the fact that, oh, just say that I love this and it's going to take work. Whatever you do takes work. I wanted to tell this little story before I have to do closeout because I have rapid fire to do, which you guys know I've done the last two episodes. I'm going to be asking myself the rapid fire questions today. So y'all are lucky. Uh, So there was this, this anecdotal story in the podcast for Simon Sinek, right? And he calls it the Betty Crocker story. So you guys know uh, Betty Crocker, right? The cake mix. Okay. So when Betty Crocker pushed their cake mix out, like it was like in a box, you didn't have to do anything, right? You didn't have to do anything at all. You just poured it out, put it in the thing, put it in the oven, like it was set ready to go. And they thought that they were going to, they had come across something that was going to make them some, some money, some profit. And when they pushed the product out to, you know, to everybody, it didn't do well. And so they didn't know what to do. They ended up hiring a psychologist to go and interview customers and, and figure out, hey, what's going on here? So basically what happened is that Betty Crocker made their cake mix. It was too easy, <laughs> which I thought was so crazy, right? Because, you know, especially now in our society, our age, this generation, like we, you know, we have everything at our fingertips, you know, instant, instant gratification through the phone, through the internet, through Amazon, through doo-doo, right? So to me, it was kind of hard to kind of wrap my head around this because it's like, well, people want stuff the, you know, easiest way possible, the fastest, the cheapest, you know, all those things. But at this time, just they, Betty Crocker couldn't figure it out. So this psychologist suggested that they take one ingredient out of the actual instant cake mix, which was the egg, which we all know now you have to go out and buy the egg and put it in the the cake mix or whatever, right? And the sales just shot through the roof. Uh, They started making buku money off of, you know, you know, the new the instant cake mix. So what is that about, right? You have to take ownership for what you're doing, right? You have to take ownership for what you're wanting to accomplish with whatever you do. And I think this is a highlight. Remember, we we're talking about the fact that success is a byproduct. You know, success is a byproduct of your why, right? So it, this is kind of, it's kind of a simple example of, well, not simple, but kind of, you know, a cute little quirky story about how this highlights that, right? Because people want to take ownership of what they're doing. They want to be involved in the creative process. And that's going to continue to fuel you. It's going to continue to push you. You take that away, Uh, people don't feel like they're a part of that, right? So things have to be hard. The hard is what makes it great. And I love, I'm so going to quote it right now because one of my favorite movies is A League of Their Own with Tom Hanks. I love when he says that, when Gina Davis is about to leave and and not, you know, go play in the, the championship game. And he's just so upset with her. And he goes, you know, that's what's great about baseball. The hard is what makes it great. The heart is what makes it great. And I feel like that is how I feel maybe about this podcast right now, too. You guys have no clue how many hours go into me just sitting here talking to you right now uh, every week. But the heart is what makes me love it. And I feel like a lot of people can identify with that. So 
check out the podcast. I hope I kept you engaged. Uh, we're going to do, I'm going to transition into the closeout because again, I am, I'm, I'm going to be consistent with the rapid fire. Cause I think the rapid fire is pretty cool. And you have the honor of me asking myself questions today. I feel like I'm at home talking to myself in the mirror right now. So here we go. I only have three today, y'all. I only have three. So tell me something you are extremely grateful for right now. And I had no time to think about this because I thought my guest was going to have to bite the bullet with these very vulnerable rapid fire questions. I kind of have gone a little bit deeper. I just the first thing that pops into my head is my dog. (laughs) And that may sound a little silly because I just I I've been a dog owner for a very, very long time. I've always had a dog ever since I was little. You can ask my mother. I've always I've I love animals. I've always loved animals. Poor, my poor mother, she's had to sustain, I don't know how many dogs throughout, you know, my adolescence and, uh, you know, but I, I am a pug person. If that, if anybody can identify with that out there. And I do have my, my, my pug baby. His name is Harpo. He's named after Harpo Marks. I have so much pushback from that when I go out. Jeez. It's like none of, none of my generation knows who Harpo Marks is. If you don't know who Harpo Marks is, Google him. He's he's a comedian. He's like a comedian from like the I Love Lucy days. But anyways, I'm I'm kind of going off on a tangent here. Uh, Harpo came into my life probably like three or four months ago. You know, and I was I've been like I said I've mentioned before on the show I've been dealing I had been dealing with a lot of um, personal growth within the last two years, and I lost my previous pug bumper uh about two years ago now and it was very very devastating which i'm sure anybody listening understands what that feels like to lose your pet and because they're family they're family members but harpo came into my life about four months ago which was also kismet it he's a rescue and it just happened. I ended up put. I had to submit an application for him. There was a large pool of people that wanted puppies from the rescue because they don't get them very often. But he just came into my life, and he just. I whenever I get up in the morning, I I look at him, and he makes me happy. He's something that I'm super grateful for. He's my partner in crime, and he just makes me smile. He's got just such a personality. I just. I'm so. He's given my life structure. And I don't, it, you know, this podcast ha- kind of happened right after I got him too. So I just kind of feel like he was just this little nugget of magic that came into my life at the right time. Okay, let me move on because I could talk about Harpo for the whole hour. Uh, so what's something people often get wrong about you? Oh my gosh. See, I see I, this is another thing that I was not ready to be vulnerable about today. But people think that I'm really mean. And I think I have a really bad case of RBF. I've been told that. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's rest, resting bitch face. I have been told that at work. I've been told that out. I've been told that by my best friends who didn't like me when they first met me, but now we're best friends. I think I have like kind of this exterior or so to speak, as Brene Brown would say, this kind of armor that does it has a hard time letting people in which again i've been working on um most recently but i think people really get that wrong about me i'm like if you let me talk to you like i won't shut up ever 
and you can ask the people here at Fishbowl, like, and they'll probably see me coming and run the other way, like, oh, God, she's going to talk to me for an hour. I don't have time for that. So I just feel like I, people think that I'm not very approachable, <laughs> which may be a factor as to why I'm single as well. I don't know, but I feel like uh, I think that that's a, something that people get wrong about me. I think they see my face and they make this kind of, you know, snap judgment about the fact that I'm just not a nice person. But I am a very nice person. I'm too nice sometimes. Oh, my gosh. And then the last one. I'm telling you, I, I gave myself like the, the hardest rapid fire questions. What is your best leadership quality? This is such a contextual information, a contextual question, I think. But I think in terms of leadership, I'm always the one that kind of is the initiator. So I'm the one that kind of makes the plan, writes it down, and then figures out what is going to be required in order to make that happen. And again, I'll go back to my show outlines, which my board operator, Jamie, can attest to. It's like, again, it's color, co it's color coded, like the deep dive into like what it actually takes. I'm usually the one that kind of has like that, that leader, you know, carry the torch with it, especially if I'm working in a group setting, or if I'm you know, doing something like this with my podcast or, you know, if it's like with my, my nine to five job that I'm doing, I always kind of push forward and, 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 and the devil is in the details, right? So I'm the one that kind of sits there and tries to figure that out. And my mind automatically goes there. I'm like, okay, this is what I want. This is what I want. Okay. This is how it goes. The hard part is in court is making sure that everybody else's perspective and input is, in is included. I don't have to worry about that today because it's just me, like I said on my, my soapbox. So I took the whole hour. I'm super proud of myself. And you guys should be proud of yourselves too for something today. That's what I definitely want you to do. I want you to set a goal today, even if it's teeny tiny, accomplish it and feel that. Feel that integrity. Feel, feel, feel proud about yourself. So I'm going to wrap it up. I wanted to just thank everybody that's listening today and i wanted to say thank you thank you thank you thank you so much for all the people who have gone to spotify and apple podcasts who have added me subscribed followed whatever uh and have taken the time to listen i'm seeing the numbers go up and up and up and i'm like geeking out about analytics now especially with this whole podcast thing but it really isn't about the numbers it's about the fact that those people actually listen to what i like what you know, information I had to provide. And it just it warms my heart. I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful to all of the people that have helped me along the way that have promoted me, uh, the guests that have come on. I, I'm just, again, I, I'm super grateful for that, especially today after, you know, that, you know, my guests didn't come through. So definitely, definitely check me out on Facebook and Instagram. The links uh, the link in my bio will take you to everything, you guys. It'll take you to Spotify. It'll take you to Apple Podcasts. It'll take you to my Facebook. It'll take you to my Instagram. You can also contact me directly through that link. You can email me. If you guys are interested in being a guest on the show, please reach out to me. People want to hear your story. I don't really think that people want to hear my story. I, and again, I was, it was this, this was on the fly today. But hopefully, you know, it, it gave some information to some people and you can connect with it in some way. Don't be scared contact me. Uh, we can get, we can think about stuff. You know, if you're passionate about something, reach out to me. This is also a great platform to promote your business. As you can see, you know, Ashley was on my first show. She's, you know, soul cycle. 
By the way, I did do want to do a shout out to her because this week is Warrior Week with Soul Cycle from today until the 31st, I believe. If you ride four times, four times with Soul Cycle within the week, not any days you want, they will give you four free classes and 20% off merchandise at Soul Cycle this week. That is an amazing deal. I will be there. I have accepted the challenge for Warrior Week. Catch me there. I will be at Uptown at Ashley's classes. I will be there Wednesday at 8.30 in the morning. What else? Um, I want to thank Fishbowl so, so, so much. They're so supportive here. I was blessed to be invited to go to the Sharky Awards this weekend and just kind of saw like the whole creative process of this studio. And I'm just so grateful to have the opportunity and for, you know, this whole business concept to allow people to have a platform to come on and tell their story and do what they want and, you know, be so involved with the creative process. I'm sure I'm, I'm driving everyone nuts here already with... <laughs> the meticulous color-coded tabs, links, <laughs> all of the stuff, the scrolly that you see now on the screen, all that. So uh, I just, I want to take time to thank them so much. It, it truly feels like family here, and I'm sure I'm going to be a part of it for quite a long time. Uh, I want to thank my board operator, Jamie. She's amazing. She was here last week. She's my favorite now. <laughs> And just, you know, keep on trucking. You guys remember the power of failures is it's it's one failure is always going to happen. And two, don't don't let it don't let it discourage you. Let it empower you. I promise you, you just put that little bit of perspective. And I'm, t I'm telling you, it's going to it's going to give you a base to kind of reach that potential and continue to do whatever you want to do. So with that, the light within me honors the light within all of you today, since all of you were my guests today. And make sure you guys have a great Monday, a great week. I hope this helped you get your mindset right. And make sure that you always, always speak your truth fiercely and with vulnerability. So tune in next Monday. We are having a guest. Oh, and I wanted to let y'all know, next month, the whole month of November, I'm going to be doing a friendship series which is going to be really cool. And I'm going to talk about that. And, and I already have that all set up. Fingers crossed. But yes, next month is going to be friendship month since it's Thanksgiving. We're going to do a little gratitude. We're going to have, we're still going to have pertinent topics each show, but I just want to let you know the next few people that are coming on the show are going to be people that I've crossed paths with and remain friends with over the years. And they are amazing people just like y'all. So tune in next Monday, same time, same station. Mm -hmm.